It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is an special report. Now reporting. Baby bottle pop. Yenin's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Baby bottle pop. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Anthony. Anthony. Let's go to Anthony. Anthony. wonder if anybody's getting tired of that yet. I like it. I love it. I like it. Just the guy yelling at me. Listen, I like hearing you sing Baby Bottle Pop. Listen, that's the only drop I think I have in the system. You're a talented um, man. And, of when course, it's you... Dave. Leave it to Dave. Because somehow that conversation came up regarding, like, old commercials and candy and tie. Of course, you remember those commercials. Yes. Sir. Um, but they had no idea what I was talking about. I have um, no idea what it is. What is Baby baby Bottle Pop? It's used... a little candy yeah, with it's the powder. A, it looks like a, a pacifier, and mm-hmm. it has powder inside so you can uh, you can eat that with the with what is essentially just a lollipop of many different colors. And what, what they were trying to do is, Ty, if you remember the song, say the part after that part of the song, which would lead to a fantastic drop, and that wasn't going to happen. So I wasn't doing Oh, it. okay. Okay, I get it. See? Do you want to belt out another bar for us or no? <laughs> no, but I will say uh, good evening, everybody, and welcome to ENN. Ray Row. Just Ray Row, no TV. Guys back January 3rd. Everybody in a contract dispute. Good evening, Dan. Well, let me ask you a question. When do you get it up? Wow. Wow. There's a lot going on there. Hi, Ty. When was that uttered in the show today? Inferno Lace Tables. It was very early on. Uh, That was the tree conversation. (laughs) You know what's so funny? As soon as Dan said that, like, I had a remark. Like, I was ready to respond to it. And then I remembered, you know, this isn't Saturday morning anymore. This is afternoon drive. So you got to be a little bit more disciplined. I mean, Peter says, excuse me, out loud most times, which is my cue. So uh, (laughs) let's make sure we get Ty's in there again. Hi, Ty. Jumping through Inferno Lace Tables. Gotta love Buffalo. There's another one from Dan today. Very, very, uh, very risque today, Dan. I'm glad yeah. that I could conquer you. <laughs> oh, man. There's the United States of America in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> right. If, if, if they had all that audio at its disposal back in, you know, 1944, I think we'd all be in a good place. I think the war would have been over earlier, you're uh, saying? Exactly. A lot wow. earlier, yeah. All right. Good evening, Ty. Too much coquito. That guy, by the way. I love how, and I'm going off on a tangent here, when we're talking about the need to possibly replace Daniel Jones, Giant fans first thought when there's so many quarterbacks like Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, uh, Aaron Rodgers could be traded for. Let, Jordan Love is the first one on the list. That's uh, that's Too much coquito. Yeah. Um, too bad. And I think Dave will like this one. Hi, Dan. 70,000 Dave Rothenbergs. Just pick, Let's get it! Let's get it! Just that over and oh over and God. over again. That would be. Could you imagine seventy thousand no. D Rothenbergs at the stadium? No, we're doing our best with one. So much well, so that we had to give him another hour. Six to ten, January third. DPH Rothenberg, the new morning show on ninety-eight seven. Not necessarily new, but new time slot. What a plug! More local stops, guys. More local stops. That is Bing a good cross reference. Dan, you're part of the local stops. You're seven to ten. I'm a stop guy. That's where if, if you're if you've been enjoying Dan, uh, seven to ten every day, uh, Monday through Friday. Ty has been doing a great job filling in on the weekends when we need him at night. ESPN New York Tonight. Dan Grossi's been doing fantastic. So 
And I, of course, appreciate both of you and Joe Leo being with me here today. Makes my job a lot easier. If I was here by myself, I mean, what would I do? Pleasure's all on this side of the table, my friend. What you the sing F? Baby Bottle Pop for four hours. Hey, listen. Right. It'll do a number. All right? <laughs> I think the Baby Bottle Pop people have meters. All right, here we go. Ice picks. Ice picks. Ice picks. Ice picks. It is time now for today's ice picks driven by Nissan. Nissan might just want to fade these picks. Um, I think we are now 3 and 10 on an eight game losing streak. Ooh, not good, Bob. Not good. I gave out the Oilers a couple of days. Uh, Dan, I think you were there for that. Uh, either Dan or Larry. Um, I gave I out the, tell the the difference between them two. Oh well, it's just it's just my brain <laughs> melding into when I when I gave it a horrible pick. Uh, I gave Oilers minus goal and a half against Vancouver. I think Vancouver won that game five to two. So uh, that mm. wasn't even close. Um, didn't even get the team that won right. Which you know you feel a little better if the team scores on a goal. Hockey is hard to bet. Don, try, Don does a great job with it, but what he tries to do, he tries to give you value. Um, taking a look at the board tonight on Caesars, there's one game. Now, of course, everybody coming back from the Christmas holiday. One mm. game in particular that I like, uh, Boston up in Ottawa, minus a goal and a half, plus 135. Don always tries to go for plus money. Um, this could be a sucker's bet. Uh, coming off of a break, everybody kind of getting their sea legs under them. Hard to bet a goal and a half for anybody, but quite frankly, Boston's one of the best teams in the league. Ottawa... While having a lot of young talent, I don't think we'll be able to stay within two of Boston. So that will be my ice pick today um, for the purposes of of the the feature. Now, something that I like to do um, that Don doesn't necessarily always have the ability to based on the uh, the sports but gap he's on mm-hmm. is take a look at um, player points, assist, things like that. I'll go with Mika Zibanejad over a half point power play point. Now, that just means he's going to get a power play point. Look, if the Rangers go on the power play, Mika's a manager has involved more often than not. If they score, Mika's either scoring the goal or involved primarily or secondarily in an assist. That's plus money. Take a look at that on your sports book if you have the ability to. Mika's a manager over a half power play point. That is today's ice picks driven by Nissan. Gift yourself what you've always wanted this holiday season at the Nissan Thrill of the Drive event. Shop at your local Nissan store or NissanUSA.com today. That is my ice pick. Now, when you factor in the ice pick, here's the question which makes today's pick a little bit unique. Sure. gathering the information and you're trying to decide what's going to net you some value here. Because of the holiday break that they're coming off of, like you said, part of the rules in the CBA, the teams that are playing road games tonight, they were not even allowed to travel until today. That's right. So now you're really talking about potential, you know, hangover situation, you know, travel day of game, if there's going to be any sort of a lag whatsoever from any of the road teams tonight. Look, if there's any indication of how things have gone, nine-game losing streak with me and Don combined. I am, <laughs> I am on a one-game. I only have one loss of those of those nine. So look, t- take Ottawa on the money line based on based on uh, based on the way things have been going. Well, didn't for me, Ottawa really. the last time they played the Bruins, they beat them. They did. We called a revenge game, Ty. You know how that goes. Seven five, I think, was the final score. Look that at you, Ty. Wrong. I mean, you're. Lo- I know. Look, you're locked into Latvia, Switzerland, in the World Juniors on <laughs> NHL Network right now. What a game this has been, by Ty the way. Ty was all over Bruins Sens last time they met. I he, was. He, I was covering the game. Pop- covering the game for ESPN yeah. Plus. You and Emily Kaplan just chilling out in the uh, in the press box. <laughs> yeah, and Bob Susan was on the call. Rick would there be so go. proud of you. There you go. He really would. Joe Leo walked in like, what? What? Why is Why is TSN on? I'm like, well, we're watching. 
We're watching the World Juniors. Yeah, it's the World Juniors. And, you know, what they say is a hockey player, you know, at that age, you know, you're trying to make it as a pro and make a name for yourself. The worst thing in the world for to happen to you is for you to actually be home at Christmas because that means you're not playing World Juniors. It's, it's very true. They'll all that's, very sad, that's a sad way to phrase it. But that's it's it's a hundred percent the truth. Two one Latvia in that game, by the way, and everybody roots for Latvia after that that big run they had a couple years ago in World Juniors. That that was a lot of fun. Hey, uh, first responder bowl going on on ESPN. Um, darn right. Tiwi. It's a twenty four ten Memphis over Utah State. For some people, maybe on the show that that would like to know the score of that game. So that's wink, important. Wink. No, wait, no wink Martindale. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but we were talking about the Giants a lot today, right, guys? So Brian Dable sure. uh, spoke yesterday to the media, talking about the impact the fans have had on the team this year and what it would mean to win a big game in front of them this week. They've been outstanding. I'm very thankful for all the support that our organization gets. The following, look, we work extremely hard each week to put a good product on the field. And, you know, one of the reasons is, you know, for our fan base. So to, you know, play at home in late December, an important game, you know, it's important to us. I know it's important to them and we'll do everything we can do to, to be ready to go. Now, this, of course, was before the Colts laid an egg <laughs> on Monday Night Football. <laughs> now, Brian Dable's done a pretty good job of staying even keel throughout this whole process, even when they were 7-2 and two, and the word playoff started to creep into the conversation he said that that wasn't something they were focusing on taking it one game at a time I don't imagine that he would have if he was asked this today he would have felt any differently um but what would it mean for him personally I mean this is it's his first first time as a head coach coming from Buffalo what would it mean for him to make the playoffs in his first year yeah we're not in it yet I'm not gonna look too far down the road and we're gonna try to beat the Colts and that's where I'm at with it all right well there you go do you, do you think last night, like when Brian Dayball, the Giants coaching staff, they were at the facility and they were maybe getting a head start on game planning for the Colts game, do you think like they had the Colts-Chargers game on in the background? They saw how the game was going for Indianapolis, and do you think they were just at some point maybe around like 9.30, like, you know what, guys, let's call tonight. Let's go home and get some sleep. I mean, <laughs> we, we, how much work do we really got to put I, in to plan for this crap? You know who I thought You know was, what I'm saying? You know what I like, this was, is one of those literally, like, tie your shoes – you know, strap on the helmets and let's just run it out of the field because this team is a joke. Or listen, coach, if we have to stay at the facility just because like we're mandated to, uh, mandated to do so, let's put a movie on at halftime. We don't have yeah. to watch the rest like, of like this Brian game. Like Brian Dable, who's going to have a Coach of the Year trophy pretty soon on his mantle in his office or whatever. Like he's sitting there saying, "You think I'm getting out coached by Jeff Saturday? Like this guy's going to actually out coach me and my staff? Get the hell out of here!" I think you know who's even more excited than Brian Dable, Wink Martindale. Did you see the Colts? Offensive line trying to protect Nick oh. Foles. Oh, God. I think as Jeff Saturday, I'll tell you, if Jeff Saturday's best value for the Colts right now, he might as well just play on the offensive line. He'd do more good than he would be as the head coach. And he looks like he's in, sh like, great shape. Like, he lost oh, he a does lot the of weight. running before the game? Oh, gosh, yeah. So here's what's going to happen in this game uh, for the Giants. I can see they're up, you know, 24-7. The game is not even in question. And mm -hmm. name someone on the offensive line who, who gets a false start. Dable's going to be out of his mind screaming. Because that's the kind of coach that he is. Even if the, the, the game is not in question, even if, you know, you're going to run away with it, he's looking at the bigger picture. And that's what I like about him, that the, the best coaches understand, like, those finite details. The Giants are not a team that can get away with making a lot of mistakes and, and beat other teams because there's just such a talent deficit. So, you know, you can take the Colts lightly, but uh, he's I, – I, I know coaches say we're not looking at the playoffs. They're looking at the playoffs, and he understands that this team is going to win this Sunday, and, and they're going to you know have their sights set on all the potential opponents they could meet 
uh, once the playoffs roll I, around. I'll tell you something even more. Like, you got to – just, again, about the Colts situation, you can't tell me that there aren't divisions in that locker room because you have guys who are – like, remember it was talked about when they gave Saturday the job out of nowhere. Like, you have assistant coaches who are on that staff who put in their time, who put in their hours, their years, and all that stuff, paying their dues – and they didn't get the job, who they may have close allies as players in that locker room. Now, here comes this Saturday guy out of nowhere. He's yeah. given the job. Maybe players feel that one of their guys, their position coaches, wherever, they got jobbed and should have been the one to maybe get the promotion. And now you've been embarrassed for the last six quarters. You got two games left on a season that's going absolutely nowhere. You mean to tell me that some guys haven't already packed it in in their minds for the rest of the season? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it, it, you got to. What did they allow? Six or seven, seven sacks last night? Something like that. I, I remember. I, count. I remember Monday Night Football put up a stat saying like when Jeff Saturday was an offensive lineman for the Colts, they never allowed this many <laughs> sacks. Well, they also had Peyton Manning at quarterback. Now Jeff they Saturday was fantastic, but they the way, also they had Peyton Manning at quarterback. They didn't convert a single third down last night, and I think I saw that this is the second time this year they they win an entire game without converting a, a third down. How bad? Is that bad? Is that bad? It's not good. How bad can Sam Ellinger be? I know he's played and he has not looked great, but how how many times you got to trot Nick Foles out there before you realize maybe we should see what the Sam Ellinger kid can have? They're going to have a pick in the top five in this draft. You would think they're probably going to be drafting again if they think Sam Ellinger's not it. Yeah, they probably know already what they what they have in him. But I mean, how about if you're Matt Ryan? Like Matt Ryan still is probably the guy that gives him the best chance to win, and he's like getting the inactive treatment. He's the healthy scratch. He's wearing oh, yeah. the hoodie he, on the sideline. Yeah, he had the he had the laminated uh, playbook. He had the earpiece in, talking with Matt, Sam. Matt Ryan's a dude who's you know a former NFL MVP for crying out loud, and he's sitting there and having to watch this crap. I really yeah. thought for a while, and everybody was trying to tell me that you know what's wrong. Matt Ryan stinks, and this was after, of course, the the blown. Uh, Bowling Super Bowl to the Patriots. I always thought Matt Ryan was a pretty good quarterback. And I thought, yeah, you know, the last couple seasons with the Falcons hasn't been great, but they haven't been a good team. Like, he, I think he'd do really well on the – boy, was I wrong. Um, I don't know whether it's that team or it's just Matt Ryan has kind of lost it, but that 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 is – Well, and, and, and you know also, like, we're kind of seeing this a little bit in New England, right, over the last few years, now that Brady has gone down to Tampa Bay. Think about for what, almost two decades, the Colts were one of, like, the best-run franchises and best organizations in the NFL because you had Peyton Manning. Now Peyton Manning's gone. And then Yay! Andrew Luck is gone, you know, because they lucked right into Andrew, no pun intended. Well and now it's just like an absolute mess. So, yeah, when you sit there and you, you ask the question, is it coaches, is it owners, is it structure, or is it players? Players, man. Players are the ones that make all the difference. And not and the we, play calling. We might, we might see it happen in Never. Green Bay. You go from Farm to Rodgers, and that's an organization that low-key I don't think is really good. Like you, We look at all the bad decisions they've made. Once Rodgers is gone, what, that, what they're going to look like. Ty, Ty, Ty. Don't What's disrespect that? future Giants starting quarterback <laughs> Jordan Love, okay? That's yeah, true. Especially right, when thanks. the Giants trade a second-round pick for Jordan Love. Too much coquito. Oh, man. I think Bill Barnwell said something about um, the Jets moved on from Zach thinking you could possibly get a fourth for him. Oh. So so Jordan Love, having played just and started in one game, actually two rounds better than Zach Wilson. How about that? You could get a fourth-round pick for Zach Wilson? Apparently. Wow. Well, look at what Joe Douglas got for Sam Darnold. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's take a listen to Jeremy Fowler. He, he was got on two number one picks for a safety from for Seattle. Jamal Adams. If there anybody could do it, it's Joe Douglas. He's been fantastic in trades, no question. Let's listen to Jeremy Fowler's take on Greeny this morning about the Jets' QB situation. This might uh, shed some light onto what they plan on doing 
with Zach Wilson. Robert Sala saying the right things about how they still have a future with Zach Wilson. You know, I've talked to multiple teams this morning that are very skeptical of that. The cleanest path might be to just hold on to him, knowing that you're going to trade him at some point or try to trade him at some point. And there's not a lot of value right now. So you might even have to hold on to him through the preseason, showcase him a little bit and try to get his value up to, to get even a late round pick. I mean, that's sort of how dire this is right now. And so Mike White's going to be the guy that, you know, they wanted Mike White to play these last few games, you know, like they like what he was doing. They felt like they could get him the best chance to get back in the playoffs. He just couldn't make it back in time on the cracked ribs. And so they'll roll with him for these last two games, maybe bring him back. He's an unrestricted free agent. They could always re-sign him or, or go like more of a veteran route, like a Jimmy Garoppolo who has familiarity with that system. But I'd be surprised if Wilson is in the plans beyond this year. I mean, I, I was at that game the other night and people with the Jets are walking around like they saw a ghost because of what happened with Zach Wilson, knowing that this is probably the end. The Jets and Ghosts I, I, I comments, they don't Fowler work. To keep, I, I told Jeremy Fowler to keep that a secret, that last part. You know, I, it was a long night. The you seeing know, Ghosts. I, yeah, exactly. Oh. Come on. Hey, can I say something real quick? You know sure. how depressing it is? So we're now talking about a quarterback drafted to overall who has no value to the point where you're going to need to see him in the preseason to just up his value. Isn't that crazy? Guys, do you – this feels like ages ago. But do you remember, and you guys remember because you, you do every broadcast, how mm. the season started, the, the Jets in the preseason are playing the Eagles. Zach Wilson got hurt. Every Jet fan on social media praying to the gods that it wasn't a, a torn ACL because every doctor wanted to diagnose it as a torn ACL. Praying Shout out that Dr. This David Chow. <laughs> Shout out Twitter doctors. Praying yeah, by the way, can't the Mets send the physical hurt. over to David Chow? He'll probably give it a green light <laughs> for Carlos Correa. <laughs> they were praying that he was not hurt. I went to bed that night. I had nightmares. I, I was so nervous that Zach Wilson was done for the season. And in the same season, we're saying he now has zero trade value because he's that bad. It's so crazy. I heard it's so the, crazy uh, how quickly flows, it happened. The ebbs and flows. I heard man. the Jets and Mets saved some money. The same doctors that Mike White was looking to clear him for his ribs, they also tried to get the physical pass for Carlos Correa. So. Well, Dan might need to go sit on Santa Claus's lap again and ask him about Carlos Correa's physical. Can you sit on Santa's lap anymore? It was frowned no, upon. I, it was frowned upon when he did it before. Is he going to do it again? What does Santa do in like, his offseason? Burger King who might still be taking customers. I don't know what, one or the other. What does Santa do in his offseason? Well, look. I mean, you got to look. You got he has to watch the film. Twenty four hours go by. Ty watches the film. He's got to at least do that. Then he's got Then he's got to look at. Then he's got to look at his staff, the elves, because see who can like get promoted. March, and you're walking around in that Santa outfit. It's it's you look foolish. So well, they got to get ready for the, the. They have the combine coming up in March. As a matter <laughs> the elf <of> combine. <laughs> yeah, the combine. <laughs> it's cold up there, Ty. You can wear the suit for that long. And I mean, you can't just like apply for a job to be one of the elves. Like you got to go through the process. I mean, anybody thinks they can make toys, deliver toys, manage the workroom. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a big undertaking. That's you got to be away nice from your gig. family for like almost like eleven months out of the year. It's time consuming. Though. That's Pormis a pretty nice clause. gig, though. Husband you, only you works could... for one day. Yeah, it's good for say, it's good for Mrs. For one day. Good for Santa, not Mrs. Claus. Paid all this money to work just for one day. Well, they've been going through a rough patch. Like oh my! You know, well, <laughs> the marriage is coming they're together. Three hundred sixty-four days. They don't go. They don't take separate vacations. And like I said, buried under out, the Brady Giselle. TMZ has to be all over this. What are we doing? I, that's exactly what happened. I mean, he only goes to work one day out of the year. She, you know, who's constantly. Why don't you get yourself a real job? You know, leave the house <laughs> once in a while. See what else is out there. It's just it, it, they've been on shaky ground. Santa for a was while. Santa gaunt like Tom Brady? Then when you saw him, is that <laughs> no, no, because he doesn't eat right. It's the cookies, it's the milk, the sweets, the you know the, the what the people leave him.
What's wow, the opposite Brady. of Tom Brady? Tom Brady wasn't home enough. Santa Claus is home too much. Got to get out the house a little bit more to spice up the relationship. You see oh, Giselle man. at Christmas in Brazil? Not a bad place to have Christmas, no? Yeah, Tom had, Tom had Christmas in Arizona, barely out dueling Trace McSorley, and she was doing the Lombada in Brazil. Styling on him. <laughs> was, was, was Greg heavily invested in that game, you think, Dan? <laughs> You think? No, because he doesn't watch TV. Does, oh, that's right. He doesn't watch. I forgot. He doesn't watch TV. On TV. I don't even know the show's on TV. And it's not go. on the TV this week, so don't worry about it. Nope. Hi, guys. Breaking news out of Adam Schefter. You guys want to hear something? Ooh, oh, sure. this, this, I think, is interesting. Give me a breaking news sounder. I don't least. know if it requires that. Why? Well, you know what? All right, we'll do it. You said breaking news I did. requires the it's, sounder. It's kind of my fault, isn't it? Um, okay. Bethune-Cookman University announced it's reached an agreement in principle with this. Pro Football Hall of Famer Ed Reed to be its next wow. head football coach. That's pretty cool. Nice for Ed Reed. Yeah, look, Deion so look, worked out for Deion Sanders. Now Ed Reed gets to gets to give a, if, get a crack at it. Why not? If you're a Hall of Famer in the secondary and you played for the Baltimore Ravens, you're going to go on to do some good things in the head coaching ranks in college. There you go. Right. So that's pretty cool. Good for Ed Reed. Former I Jet Ed Reed. Former Jet Ed Reed. Is he like? <laughs> is Ed Reed on the list of maybe like if you think of like the top five like most forgettable? Jets or something like that, like guys who played for the team that you totally forgot played for the team. Is Ed Reed yes, on that list? I think he is on that. You know who's on that list too? Jason Taylor. Oh yes, I wow. forgot about that. Jason Taylor was on the team that went to the championship game yes. in 2010. Yes, that's so. Yes, that's true. You know, who Mike sometimes Vick I is forget, almost on that list. Uh, I forget sometimes that Ladanian Thomason was a Jet. J- uh, Chris, I do uh, remember. C- isn't he on? Isn't Chris he? Johnson. But you yes, know what? Chris Johnson. But a but Dan, isn't Johnson. he on some like record? But uh, isn't like LT like ha- hold yes. some rushing records for the Jets? He does. Does he? Not yes. necessarily like actual like maybe single season records or like you know most mm. straight hundred yard rushing. No, he games. was good. I mean, at least in the first year in 2010, he was pretty good. I was a New York Jet. Kinda, yeah, I <laughs> was a Jet. Exactly. <laughs> Former Raven replied, or current Raven. Oh, like the game he's, doesn't need him. Sorry, he's a Charger now. He's a Charger. <laughs> oh no, he's a Ram. Well, so, teams. Somebody who was a Texan, former Texan, current Cardinal, soon to be not a Cardinal, J.J. Watt has announced that he will retire at season's end. He posted pictures of his wife and his family on social media. A lot of Cardinal beat reporters kind of hinted that this was going to happen. He was very emotional after the game um, on Christmas, and um, and he had his, his, his newborn with him on the field. Um, he's 33 years old, played 12 seasons. Um, he's had a great career for how hurt he's been. I think that's fair to say. Um, I, clearly a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of three players to be named NFL Defensive Player of the Year three times, along with Aaron Donald and Lawrence Taylor. That's pretty good company. Um, My buddy, a buddy of mine works for the Cardinals, and he was in the locker room, and he just he kind of gave this just like impromptu, heartfelt speech, and he's just like, I can't do it anymore. It was like really emotional. Oh, like wow. Said, after that the sucks. game, and he was like, I, I just can't do it anymore. I just cannot play for a team coached by Cliff Kingsbury anymore. <laughs> oh, well, I don't oh, know about all that. I really believed you, man. I got suckered into that one. I really believed I was going to play the emotional music. <laughs> you want me to oh. do it again? Yeah, sure. Play, cue up the music, and I'll do it again. All right. So a buddy of mine, he works for the Cardinals. He's in the um, – the video department sure. so he's in the locker room after the game and they're documenting this for films and stuff like that and and you know he was crying as he was walking off the field and he gave like a really heartfelt emotional speech because it's, it's it's raw it's after the game it was a game they should have won and he's just like I, I i just can't do it anymore guys i tried but i just can't i cannot bear to play another season with cliff kingsbury <laughs> oh boy oh man what is going on in arizona so well good good for jj watt um Obviously a Hall of Famer um, and a tremendous career.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Um, Guys, I'm going to make like five people very, very happy here. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. The Nets have won nine games in a row. Oh! That's very mean for you to say five people. Well, I mean, is he, that far, is he that far off? I mean, come on. So how about this? Um, sure. I found this interesting last night. The Nets, 12-3 and in clutch games. That's the best record in the NBA. Since taking over, Jacques Vaughn's been one of the best coaches. Kevin Durant's playing like an MVP. We've got no distractions from Kyrie Irving. I just want to know, and Dan, you can answer this. Anthony, you can answer this. Joe Leo, who's also producing Net fans. Like, what's it going to take? For people in New York City to start caring about this basketball team, because they are the best basketball team we have right now in the city. Conference I know that they, they don't have. I know they don't have the history and the real estate that the Knicks have, and it, it's never going to happen. But the team, all we asked for was for them to eliminate the distractions and focus on basketball, and then they've done that. So what's it going to take for people finals. to start caring? Conference finals. That's the only time people are really 100% going to care and give their attention to this team. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Remember, they played the Bucks in the second round a couple of years ago, and when Durant almost beat them single-handedly, yeah. that didn't get prime attention in this city. Not at all. And Durant was unbelievable. And here's the problem. When the playoffs roll around for the NBA, like if you do get to the conference finals, it's going to be the baseball season. And that's all yeah. people are going to care about in this city. Well, look, as, as a Yankee fan, I thought with the Yankees – the start the Yankees had in the first 70 games of the season was unbelievable. And every, and we kind of thought outside of this circle, how can no one be talking about this? It's so amazing. But then I got me thinking about the Nets. And, and Ty, Dan, let me, let me see if you agree. This is what this team was supposed to do, right? Like, the Yankees don't get the credit for being 20 games over 500 because they have a big payroll and they have the most championships. They're expected to do this type of thing. I would venture to argue that right now with Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, they're not getting – the praise they always get because, oh, they're casually 12-3 and three, and Patrick Mahomes is playing really good football. Like, everyone's talking about the Bengals and how good they are and look at the Bills and what Josh Allen's doing. Everyone's expecting Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to have 12-13 wins and be one of the top seeds in the AFC. This is what this Nets team was supposed to do. Now, Ty, to your point, I give credit, all the credit, quite frankly, to Jock Vaughn because this is the same team, outside of a lot of drama, that... Steve Nash could not coach to do these things, whether it was play hard or play a certain way or have everybody buy into the system. They couldn't do it. And Jock Vaughn said last night, the big key was removing distractions. It was without a doubt as part of it. And we stressed that, that when we came back as a group, we kind of pledged to each other that it was going to be about basketball and hopefully not let anything interfere, any outside noise interfere with that. And our guys have done an unbelievable job of protecting each other and uh, making this thing about basketball. So, Coach, 
When was this emphasized? Uh, I think our shoot around in Washington was kind of the precipice of that and uh, me getting up in front of the group and being as vulnerable as I could be and explain the situation and really telling them that I'm going to try to be as consistent as I possibly can with you every day and as honest as I can and I'm going to always do what's best for the group and guys really appreciate appreciate that I think and have really grown to understand it understand our ways and uh, we really create a, an atmosphere of basketball moments you think later Steve Nash is keeping up with the team I think he's probably no. I think he is no you don't I think, think he's relieved there was so much and, and I crushed Nash rightfully so it, it was horrible hard. rotations team didn't play defense he was not cut out to be a head coach but I do feel like he's relieved not to deal with all the – he went through a lot with this team. James Harden and Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving and a trade request and his best player wanted him fired. Like, there was so much that happened. He's probably just like, man, I'm done. Now, it's what's interesting. Proper... Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Dan, please. Please go. No, I was going to say, what's the proper pronunciation? Is it is it Jacques or is it Jacques, like Jacques Cousteau? Like, <laughs> we'll have you know, to ask him one do day. Do they call him Jacques Vaughn or is it just Jacques Vaughn? I, I think it's Jacques We'll get Jock on the phone. We'll, we'll, we'll sort this out. Like, if he if he becomes, like, an established big-time coach of this team, like, I almost want him to be known as Jacques Vaughn. It just seems more regal, does it not? Jacques yes. Vaughn. It gives you a little more sauce, as, yes. as we say Ooh. in my place of town. So mm. a little bit more sauce. Well, it's interesting that Jacques Vaughn, Jacques, Jacques Vaughn. Jacques. Yes, Jacques Vaughn uh, talked about eliminating distractions because if you ask Kevin Durant, he would say, what distractions? To be honest, I think we've always been about ball. No disrespect to what you guys do. I just think the outside noise from the media and the fans just make it seem like we don't care about the game or we are not focused on the task ahead. we always been that way. And you know, it's the fact that, you know, you don't have much to talk about outside of the game. So, you know, that's not adding to the, you know, discussion around our team, you know. So, so many voices. I mean, everybody has a platform. So, so many voices speaking on what we do inside our locker room when they, have, they don't really have an idea. I think that's the noise that you hear but from us we always been about the game we struggle early on i'm not saying we didn't struggle but we always were focused on playing basketball i think the other people were trying to look for stuff to put on our team label our team whatever i know the Kyrie stuff may be what you're talking about but Maybe? i felt like we always been about the game all of us listen guys you are not going to find anyone in new york radio who is a bigger fan of kevin durant than, than yours truly that 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 comment to me it was outrageous. I give him a lot of credit, though, Ty, because look, <laughs> he, he, he always says, I only care about basketball. I believe him. I think yeah. he believes that there were no distractions on this team because he does such a good job of insulating himself from outside noise, unless he has a burner, but insulating himself from outside noise to the point that it doesn't affect his game and, and the way the he plays. The year started with, with us questioning how long Steve Nash was for the job, why, because Kevin Durant wanted him fired. He did yeah. do that, didn't <laughs> that, he? That we've, always, we've, always, we've always been about ball when we're not recommending movies on Amazon Prime either or whatever. <laughs> he right, requested what a trade. He wanted the head coach <laughs> fired. You know, Ben Simmons and, you know, everything that was going on with him. Where James is Ben Hart, Simmons, by the way? He's actually playing pretty well. He's actually been Where, playing pretty well. Ty, did he lose you on that? Maybe the Kyrie thing is what you guys are referring to. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love I Durant. Him credit. I, no, that was this. it. Was great. He, and look, he's playing you know amazing, by the way. You know I love you know I love KD, but that 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 comment was outrageous. <laughs> come on, dude. Uh, look, and as I'm Michael not, K would say, come back to me. And I wouldn't. And I'm not calling KD a liar at all. I, I think that he truly believes that. I would venture to guess that what Jacques Vaughn said is more accurate.
that he said, we are going to focus on basketball. We are going to eliminate distractions. We are not going to let outside noise, even if we create it, put this team behind the eight ball. So, as a result, Nets, nine-game winning streak, longest since 2006, um, and playing pretty good basketball. Knicks get a chance to get back on track tonight in Dallas. You can hear that right here on 98.7 at 8 o'clock with pregame after Larry Hardesty. I'll tell you this, though. The the Eastern Conference, it's a little bit not what I thought it was going to be before the season started, like from top to bottom. You know, What's like surprising you're to you? To, yeah, a little bit. Like, you know, the top half of the conference specifically, like – I thought it was going to be a heck of a lot more formidable than maybe it is, but you got a lot of pretenders and contenders kind of separating themselves and letting them kind of show their true colors already. So, hey, I, I think it's anybody's ball game right now. I think that if we are – like before the season, I thought the Bucks were the clear-cut favorites in the Eastern Conference. I figured once Middleton comes back, Giannis is incredible. He might be the best player in basketball. They've won a championship. I, I had no – you know suspicions about their ability to contend i thought the celtics were going to take a step back because of the Ime udoka you know situation they haven't missed a beat i really thought that was going to affect them and you know they're still leading the conference so that's that's been shocking to me but a lot of it is because tatum's playing like an mvp right now christmas gave the bucks 41 points including a dunk on Giannis. Uh, the, but the nets are right there the Cavs are right there Sixers are right there um, you just hope that if you were a Knicks fan, you had a star to, co- to compete with all those other teams because that's what's, what's killing the Knicks. They just don't have the, the star power to compete with those. Uh, I still think teams. only three teams could come out of the conference, though. Who are they? The top three, Celtics, Bucks, Nets. I would agree with that. I think the Cavs maybe a year Cavs a year are on behind. that next level. I don't trust James. And James Harden was great against the Knicks on Christmas, and B has been awesome. I don't trust Harden in the playoffs. James Harden's so going back you. to Houston next year. But you saw that report? That's crazy. <laughs> if you're the Rockets, why would you ever be interested in that? I don't know, man. I mean, it's the NBA. You know, but, I mean, but you have NBA, a young like, team. We don't know what's going to happen. If you have a young team that you're building pretty nicely, hard and quit on you, why would you ever be interested in bringing him back? That makes no sense. I think that's a good way to transition, guys. That will do it for ENN. Nice. What, what is today, that? Tuesday? That's a Tuesday. Tuesday evening. Tuesday vehicle. That's right. Good job by you. That is Anthony Pusick on the ENN. Baby bottle pop, the whole nine yards. 800-919-3776 is the telephone number. Uh, By the way, if you want to relive some of the Michael K. Show 20th anniversary, you can catch the Unplugged segments on the ESPN New York app. Just download the free ESPN New York app. Scroll down to the Unplugged tile and enjoy episode one. It's live right now. Brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games like Powerball and Mega Millions on your phone. Download the Jack Pocket app. Get your first Mega Million or Powerball ticket free using code ESPN. Must be 18 or older to play. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-8-HOPE. And why? Dan and Ty till 7, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.